At the end of each week, I will sit and contemplate, what did I think about this week? What insights am I having in my marriage? What grabbed my attention in pop culture? What new mommy moments did I experience? Whatever makes my highlight reel at the end of the week is going to be a part of the discussion. Join me. Let's talk about it. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Hello, welcome back, welcome back. You are tuned in to yet another episode of What Did I Think About This Week? And I am your host, Janine. I hope everyone has had a great week. I hope that all my ladies put on their sexy little some some extra for their man. And I hope that all my fellas out there had done something to make your lady friend feel extra special this week. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you should go listen to last week's episode because that's what we talked about. You know, we talked about how sometimes we can get comfortable inside of our relationships. People opened up about things that they wish that their significant other still did or did more in their long-term relationships, et cetera, et cetera. It was some good stuff. So make sure you check that out. I am feeling good, feeling great, feeling lovely. How are you? I had my grandmother on my mom's side over to the house um, for the first time since me and Jude bought the house. And I was amped, y'all. I cooked this like full Venezuelan meal. We had carne mechada, we had rice, we had black beans, we had queso frito, we had plants, and my mom baked the cake, we had beers. It was amazing. It was just so nice having the whole family gathered around the table, breaking planting together. It was so great. I can't look for, I can't wait for more events like that. It's going to be dope. Um, And now I'm sitting here sipping on some 1800 coconut, winding down, talking to you guys. So what a great way to end the week, right? Um, This week as a whole, though, was kind of heavy, you know, it was kind of heavy, was in some deep thought, had to deal with some things, don't have too much goofy shit to talk about this week, but that's fine, because we have to unpack it anyway. So before we unpack it, before we hop into what did I think about this week, a quick word from our sponsors. Brothers and sisters, we are tired. We are sick and tired of these companies and these corporations calling us, asking us to pay more than we have to. Pass due amounts only. Fuck am I paying you the whole thing for if all it takes is $82.23 to keep the lights on? That's all I'm paying. Bare minimum believers. We are an organization that stands for only paying what we have to, not a cent more. Bare minimum believers. Join our organization. Pass due amounts only, my guy for real. And the reason why I only feel, no, the reason why I feel so strongly about this is because I was watching the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Anyone who knows me knows I love the Brilliant Idiots. Um, Truthfully, Charlamagne the God and Andrew Schultz are two of a few people who I feel really inspired me to get into podcasting. But yeah, uh, I was watching an episode of the Brilliant Idiots podcast on YouTube and Charlamagne was, I guess, trying to call somebody and realized that his phone was off. So on speaker, um, he's calling his phone company to pay his bill and he only paid the past due amount. And he was like, I'm not paying them more than I have to. And I was like, yo, if Charlamagne the guy, somebody who I feel is pretty well off, who's up there in the tax brackets, if he feels that he can only pay the past due amount, then damn it, that's something I can stand behind. So bare minimum believers, thank you so much for the sponsorship for real. All right. So this week, guys. 90s babies, we had an important announcement this week. The Spice Girls announced a six-date reunion tour. Yay! 
oh my gosh, I was like, listen, I'm about to let my hair out. I'm about to put it inside of my curly fro, grab grab a cheetah print onesie, throw on some platform boots and show them that if you want to be my lover, you got to get with, I, I was, I was about to do it. And I was like, skirt, skirt, can't even do it because Victoria Beckham, AKA Posh Spice will not be joining them. Um, hella whack. Apparently it's not due to any bad blood between the girls. They all love each other and support each other, etc. But, uh, Posh quote unquote, just never really liked touring, wasn't her thing. And she wants to focus more so on her fashion line. So, you know, if that's the deal, that's fine. But I don't really like when they do this. Like when, when any group gets together for a comeback tour or a reunion tour or a comeback album and they either leave somebody out or they bring somebody in to try to bring somebody in to replace somebody it's never the same like it just takes away from it for me and I just feel like if y'all can't get everybody to do it just don't do it at all I know it sucks I know that the money would be nice but it's just not the same you know but a girl can dream hopefully Miss Beckham can decide to make an appearance or be a part of the tour because we would all love that all right Spice Girls for Life so uh, 2018 midterm elections. Um, big stuff. So if you listened last week, you knew that I voted early, stood in line for three hours in the freezing cold and some cheap ass Forever 21 leggings. Um, but I voted nonetheless because that's my civic duty. But I convinced my dad to actually get out on November 6th and vote. And it was cool. I think that he appreciated me um, encouraging him to go vote. And I felt like I earned my gold star for the week. So high five me. But as a whole, um, it was a lot of stuff going on, you know, on a national level, we have some cool things going on, right? Um, a lot of firsts. So we have the youngest elected woman in Congress. We have two of the first Muslim women elected to Congress, two of the first Native American women elected to Congress, the first openly gay men elected as governor, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. It was a lot of firsts. A lot of historical moments were made. So that's positive. Um, another positive is that the Democrats won the House of Representatives. High five us, right? Um, this is important because the House of Reps is who makes and passes laws. Right. So if number 45 wants to get things done, he has to come through the house and it's going to force him to compromise checks and balances at its best. This is wonderful. Um, also, a shout out to Auntie Maxine. She is set to be the chair of the what's it called of the House Financial Services Committee. So she's going to be coming for your ass, Mr. Orange Man. You better watch out. Auntie Maxine does not play. OK, OK. So, um, what else has happened with the elections? There's so much to happen. Oh, one of my favorite candidates, Andrew Gillum, who was running for governor in Florida, um, has decided to not concede and he's going to push for a, a recount of votes. Shout out to his team for convincing him to not concede because it's always some weird stuff going on in, in, in Florida when it comes to elections and votes. And damn it, you know, we got to stop letting them get away with that. The race is too close. You need to go ahead and push for that recount. So hopefully we can see him become the next governor of Florida. I really, really like him. Um, so being that I am a resident of Georgia, I was especially um, concerned about this election. And to keep it a buck, y'all, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm hella confused. 
I, I really don't know. All I know is there was a lot of fishy stuff going on. So whether it be, um, whether it be, you know, uh, polling machines arriving to precincts with uh, no power cords, whether it be uh, polling machines mysterious, mysteriously malfunctioning and holding the lineup for two plus hours and having v- voters wait, whether it be precincts with a large minority population only receiving three polling machines, to Tyree standing outside of a Snailville polling precinct with a long ass black shirt with with like two zippers on the side outside handing out Little Caesars pizzas. It was just so much weird shit going on. You know what I'm saying? It was so much weird stuff. Um, Kemp has apparently resigned as the Secretary of State because I guess he just knows that he's about to be governor. But Miss Stacey Abrams is not going to concede. She is not going to give up until every vote has been counted. The race seems super, super close. So what it's looking like is it may be a runoff in December. But again, I don't know. It's just it's so confusing. So I'm going to be on the lookout the same way y'all are. So Hopefully, though, we can get a runoff. And if there is a runoff, everyone who did vote the ver- the first time, please keep that same energy and, and go out and vote again because it's even more important this time. And for those who didn't vote, I feel like the race is too close for you to still feel that our vote doesn't count. So please go out and vote this time, right? Now, there's a couple things that I wanted to touch on when it comes to Georgia's election for governor. So as the votes were being counted, I'm looking at CNN Live where they're kind of tallying up the the votes. Y'all, the race was so close. It was like 1.9%. Um, Kemp was um, in the, the lead, like 1.9, 1.6, going down, going down. So again, for the race to be so close, I just truly feel that this shows that when we turn up and turn out, and we go vote, it shows that our vote really counts. Because this was one of the largest voter turnout, and we see how close the race was. So again, I encourage if there is a runoff election, go out and vote, for real, for real. Um, Second thing that I realized, or had to remember, rather, is that Georgia is bigger than Atlanta. And me as as an ATLian, I forget that. I, I, I forget that Atlanta is a special place, right? So Atlanta has become like a black Mecca. We're super progressive. We're super diverse. We have, you know, we have a different train of thought. But outside of Atlanta, you know, there's still a lot of rural areas, a lot of conservative areas. We are still inside of the black belt. I mean, not the black belt. Oh, my gosh. The freaking Bible belt. (laughs) We're still in the Bible belt. So, you know. We can't just assume because everybody in this little area is pro Stacy that everybody else is, too. So, again, you know, we just got to we just got to keep continuing to go out there, let our voices be heard and vote because it is important. Okay, okay. so another tragedy in. American history. Um, A bar in Thousand Oaks, California, becomes a site for the 307th mass shooting in the U.S. in 2018 alone. Super sad situation. Um, Allegedly, a former U.S. Marine opened fire in this bar, um, killing 13 people. Excuse me. And then he was later found 
um, dead with a alleged self-inflicted gunshot wound. Super sad situation, yo. I don't know what's going on with these mass shootings. Um, and I just feel like if you're going to kill yourself anyway, why, why the fuck do you feel like you got to go take out a bunch of other innocent lives? So, so unfair. But, um, you know, praying for their families, um, praying for everyone that was affected by that shooting. Um, I don't know what it's going to take to stop the mass shootings. I just know that it's getting ridiculous. 307 shootings in 2018 alone. And it's not even the whole time frame of 2018. I read it was like 307 mass shootings in 311 days. Like those odds are crazy. Super fucking crazy. So another sad situation there. Now, another shooting incident. North Carolina rapper The Baby, DA, The Baby, was involved in a deadly Walmart shooting. Now, his situation a little bit different. So, um The Baby gets onto his Instagram to kind of open up about what happened, um aside from his lawyers telling us he shouldn't, but he was like, I'm just going to keep it real and I'm going to let y'all know what happened. So he's in Walmart with his lady and and um, his two kids. As he said, they were in Walmart buying winter clothes. Understandable. Walmart has the bomb ass winter onesies. Okay, so they're in Walmart buying winter clothes for the babies, and two men pull up on him inside of Walmart with a gun, trying to rob him. And the baby shot him, and one of the men died. Now. I'm team him. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a a man's sole motivating force is to protect and provide his family. And I don't know if the gunman walked up on him with the gun as a scare tactic or if they intended to actually use the gun. But either way, you shouldn't be playing with people. And they rolled up on the wrong one, obviously. And the baby did what he did to protect his family. And yo, like, you're not about to run up on me and kill me in front of my kids. Like, that's what you're not going to do. So, you know, never do I wish anybody to lose their life. Like, no, but we also have to understand that your choices have consequences. And they just made the wrong choice that night. So I'm hoping that the baby can, you know come out of this with it looking like obvious self-defense, but we know how the legal system works. So just praying that everything turns out the way that it should with that situation. Speaking of babies, <laughs> um, Gabrielle Union and D. Wade welcomed their new baby girl. Congrats, y'all. High five. But that shocked the fuck out of me because I didn't know Gabby was pregnant. And the pictures that I saw, she was looking like she was actually pushing the baby out of her own vagina. But I later found out that that they had a surrogate. So that makes sense now. Um, I don't know if I could be a surrogate. Um, I just like I don't care what the check is looking like. But for me to carry a baby in my belly for nine months to be carrying the baby, caring for the baby, bonding with the baby and then just giving it up after nine months. Like, I just don't see how I could do that. You know, I, I, I would have to walk away from the check. But Um, Shout out to all the women who are able to be a blessing to, you know, couples who can't have children or who have difficulties because having a family is 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 a very special thing. So shout out to them. So 
that's it for the like pop culture stuff for the current events that happened in the week. Now we're going to get into my next segment, Introspective Moments with Nina. Introspective Moments with Nina. So my first introspective moment this week deals with mental health. Um, What's sad about us is that I'm okay. I can't speak for everybody. What's sad about a lot of us is that sometimes we don't understand the severity of a situation until it hits home or happens close to us. Right. So somebody very close to me, um, their best friend committed suicide this week. And it was so heartbreaking because, you know, I met this person Um, the person that's close to me was with this person all the time. They always were taking pictures. Um, you know, the individual who, um, committed suicide just always seems like really happy and just like a loving person to everybody and never would we have known that she was dealing with anything that would cause her to feel that she had to take her own life. And I think that it's a wake up call. And I think we saw it with Mac Miller, too, is like how, you know, depression doesn't look like what it looks like on TV or in movies. You know what I'm saying? We've seen where people who are a light to everybody else and who are so positive and who are loving and who have contributed to so many of our lives are still dealing with these issues that they can't personally take care of. Um And so what's sad to me is that a lot of times when somebody close to you commits suicide, you start to think like, damn, is it my fault? Like, what could I have done? I should have tried harder. I should have paid attention to the signs. And it's hard to not try to bear some of that guilt. But at the end of the day, if somebody is dealing with something internally, there's not much that we can do other than continue to love them to try to be of some comfort, to try to get them help, etc. Now, something else that I saw, which was crazy, and, and, and it's crazy how different situations happen around the same time, but they're all connected in, in some way. Super weird. But something else that I saw, I saw a post on Facebook where this girl was saying that she went to the emergency room because she was having suicidal thoughts. And had she not gone to the ER, then she would have committed suicide. And at the end of the day, after she went to the ER, she got a bill for like $4,000. And she was like, and this is why we don't seek help. Everybody's like, go, go seek help, go seek, seek help. And when we do, we get these bills that we really can't afford. And that's a really sad situation, yo. So um, I don't really know what it's going to take. I mean, I'm not a politician. I don't know insurance policy at all. But um, it's obvious that there has to be some kind of reform in the insurance industry to where, you know, mental health is covered and um, can be used as like pre- uh, like a preventative measure just to kind of go in, speak, speak to a therapist, whatever, and be able to actually afford it without, you know, having to be in debt. In debt. So um, rest in peace to that young lady. Um, my heart hurts for anyone who knew her and is, you know, dealing with that loss. But I pray for your strength and um, your comfort. 
And if you know anyone who is dealing with mental health, I encourage you to still stay um, supportive with them, um, encourage them to get help, be of any support at all. Um, but, you know, it's it's ultimately not your fault. It isn't anybody's fault. You know, it, it just isn't. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. It sounds like I'm kind of rambling. That's because I really don't even know how to handle the situation, to be honest. And if you've, if you've dealt with anyone who's committed suicide due to de- depression or any kind of other mental health issue and have any kind of words of encouragement or advice, like, please send them my way. I could surely use them and I could pass them along to uh, the person that I know that's really, really dealing with this loss. So yeah, introspective moment one. So my second introspective moment was I finally came into terms with what triggered means, right? And I'm not dumb. I know what triggered means. I know that it's when somebody has been through a traumatic experience or a difficult situation and they've undergone some form of healing and they've been able to get through it. Um, then something that somebody does or says or something they see triggers those emotions from the past and they revert back to that that place like I get it I'm not dumb I know what that means but when I see the word triggered a lot of times on social media etc it's kind of being used in like a joking manner like making fun of these quote-unquote millennials that are like super fragile and offended by everything so I've always been using using it in a sarcastic way but I was triggered. <laughs> I was triggered this week. So I'm watching Coco with Jade. First of all, Coco is an amazing movie. Granted, I cry every time because that's just what I do. Okay. Monster Zinc crying. The the fox and the hound is over with real tears. Like I am that person. So granted, every time I watch Coco, I cry. But this time we're on the last scene where Miguel is at the ofrenda with his new baby sister and he's showing her the pictures of his family members and she and he's like kind of telling the telling her their story and then his abuelita comes over and puts mama coco's picture on the ofrenda and it's like lets you know that mama coco has passed away since the last scene y'all i fucking lost it like i had to put jay down i went in the corner in the kitchen and was like ugly crying bank head bouncing shoulders like hard crying I was triggered. Coco, a Disney Pixar movie, triggered me. And <laughs> the reason why I'm so triggered is because um, my great-grandmother passed away this year. And this was the first time that I ever had to deal with a loss of a close one. Now, I did lose my great-grandfather about two years ago, about three years ago. But my relationship with my great-grandmother was significantly different. Like, um, we had a really close bond. We would talk. We, 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 we have stories together. She was, like, my biggest cheerleader, just, like, the epitome of what a beautiful God-bodied woman was. And, um, you know, when she passed away, it hit me like a fucking truck, right? So when I first found out that she passed... Um, I cried for a little bit, but I had my best friend over here. Shout out to Sefi. I had her over here. So we were like cooking and we drank a little bit. So that was kind of like a band-aid over the situation. Like I was able to kind of address it, but not really. You know, the next day I woke up, I spent the day with my grandparents, I mean with my parents. 
and you know they were able to comfort me in some way and then um when it was time for her home going service i had volunteered to speak on behalf of the great grandchildren because i'm the oldest and she was too beautiful of a person for me not to say something so on the day of the home going service um my feelings were really more towards or my 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 thoughts was more towards on you know, not being scared to get up and talk in front of everybody, not falling and busting my ass on stage looking like a Tyler Perry movie scene, um, not getting up there and stuttering <laughs> and just sounding crazy because that's a big fear. That's really why I don't talk in front of people now. But um, all of my energy was geared towards those thoughts and those feelings versus me grieving a lost one, right? So after the homegoing service, I got through that. I pretty much been doing okay. Like I don't really cry a lot. You know, I have pictures of her on my desk at work. Um, I watch videos of her and pictures and, and, and things like that. And I thought that I was fine. But that moment watching Coco really made me realize that um, there's a lot of healing that I still have to go through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really miss her and I feel that something that I do a lot of times too is if I don't like something or if there's any bad energy towards a situation or feeling like I tuck it into the back of my head and I act like it's not there. Um, But Grand Grand was too beautiful of a person and was too special to me and was, you know, too important to this family. She was the matriarch of this family. I can't address these feelings in the same way, you know, um, So I don't really know what that healing process means. I don't know what the first step is. I just know that I can't pretend like these feelings aren't there and I need to really address them, you know, and to understand, too, that healing doesn't have a timeline. You know, you'll you'll hear people say things like, oh, it's been months. It's 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 been a year. It's been three years, etc. Like you you should be over it. But no, dog, like healing doesn't have a timeline. Um, you got to go at your own pace and there's never not going to be a moment where I don't miss her or where I don't miss her presence, you know, cause, cause I, I, I will always, but I also know that I don't want to break out into a full face, ugly cry every time something reminds me of her, you know what I'm saying? So again, I ask that if you've dealt with loss if you're dealing with laws, if you have any kind of words of encouragement, if you know you know what it takes to get through a situation like this, all feedback and all advice is highly w- welcomed. You know what I'm saying? Text me, inbox me, um, DM me, all that good stuff. But those are my introspective moments of the week, man. Um, you know, all in all, I think that I've been able to Again, really appreciate family, having my mom's mom and her brother over here, um, loving on them, eating with them, spending time with them just made me realize that, uh, you know, we need to do more of that. Time is so precious. You don't know what could happen. And um, I'm also going to start addressing my feelings of grief a little more actively Um but the beautiful thing about the situation with Grand Grand is when you're a believer in Christ, one, you know that she's in a better place and she has no pain and she's probably up there baking me pies and all types of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's a beautiful thing. And then two, you know that you'll ultimately get to see her again. 
So, you know, um, that brings me some comfort. But um, that's it for this week, man. Sorry to end on such like a (laughs) sorry to end on that note. But, you know, this is real life. But um, I hope everybody stays encouraged this week. Hope everyone has a blessed week. I hope that you love and hug and kiss on your loved ones. And I'll see you again next week for what I think about this week. Peace.